This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, this was pretty funny. Earlier this morning, I was uh, talking with our friend George Blackard, our Navy veteran friend George Blackard, and he said, Luster, Montana. Well, where the heck is Luster, Montana? I said, oh, don't you oh, don't you worry, George. We'll, we'll fill you in on Luster, Montana here on Montana Talks today. Incredible story out of Luster, Montana. And, oh, by the way, they got their big Schmeckfest uh, coming up here uh, in just a couple of weeks as well. Uh, it's going to be kind of like a, a, a Northeast Montana power hour here in a few minutes. Yeah, later this hour of the show, uh, we've got Bonnie Simon from KATQ Radio. She's going to join us out of Plentywood, Montana. They got their big farm expo coming up uh, here right around the corner next week, actually. Uh, and a uh, very nice surprise addition to the Friday morning lineup John Mackhart, the general manager of KCGM Radio in Scobie, is also in the house with us. All this, as of course, uh, Northeast Montana prominently featured at the Class C state basketball tournament. Uh, here uh, on this Friday morning. Uh, but first, uh, we've got a couple of great guests now with us on the phone lines. Big news out of Montana State University. A Montana State University student has now settled a free speech lawsuit against the campus, against Montana State University. Uh, her attorney, Matthew Monforton, now with us on the phone lines. Uh, uh, Matthew, thanks for joining us this morning on the show. Good morning, Aaron, and thanks for having us. I'm pleased to be here, and I'm uh, honored to have my client, Daria Danley, with us as well. Yeah, and we'll talk with Daria after this uh, first break here. How would you summarize this case and and really what MSU uh, had done to your client? Well, quick summary. Um, Daria is a full-time student, and also uh, she was a member of one of the sororities at MSU, she had expressed some concerns about uh, another member of the sorority who had been engaging in unwanted behavior towards her, and she also expressed a concern about uh, the use of preferred pronouns that the sorority and, the, and MSU was demanding. And as a result of that, she was hit with a bogus administrative complaint that um, was investigated for a number of months by MSU. And then after that bogus complaint was dismissed, she had uh, a no-contact order slapped against her for almost a year and a half. They offered, they knew it was a bogus charge, and they offered to drop it as long as Daria agreed to participate in a diversity re-education program. And she had the courage to say no. She stood her ground. She stood. She spoke truth to power, and she forced the MSU woke mob to, to back down. Uh, she's a she's a, a courageous woman. I'm proud to have represented her, and uh, uh, she's going to tell her story in a few moments. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I read this uh, story. Great report by Kayla Spaler. And what it looked like to me is they were trying to force her into compelled speech uh, that violated her uh, First Amendment rights. But even worse, they, they, they went after her and... 8585 Brown Plumbing and Heating, the water heater installation experts. 
is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, this was the opening sentence in that report by Kayla Spaler, a Montana State University student who filed a lawsuit alleging free speech violations after she questioned her sorority's insistence that members identify themselves with preferred pronouns has now settled the case against the campus. Her attorney, Matthew Monfortin, uh, with us this morning, and we'll chat with Daria Danley herself in just a second as well. But, yeah, Matthew, when I read this story on the air yesterday, to me, this was outrageous on a number of fronts. First off, the fact that MSU have has an office of institutional equity that has apparently uh, now uh, faced multiple complaints just like this one uh, is outrageous. But second off, forcing uh, forcing these kids at MSU to play the gender pronoun game, a violation of the First Amendment rights. And then do I understand this right, that she was being harassed by an LGBTQ student, and instead of putting a no-contact order in place against the harasser, they put a no-contact order in place against her. That's exactly right. Uh, it, they, they call it a mutual no-contact order, but almost all of the provisions of the order were slapped against Daria and not uh, the, the not the harasser. So it was was grossly unfair. Um, we, we, we have this office of institutional equity. Um, they they we hit them with a lawsuit a few years ago, and they had to pay one hundred twenty thousand dollars in damages. But they just keep doing this. Um, because there's no oversight. Uh, when you look at what Governor DeSantis and the Florida Republicans are doing, they, they're not putting up with this stuff. They are they are shutting down these programs in Florida universities. This kind of garbage is going to keep on happening until Governor Gianforte and the Republicans here in Montana start showing some backbone. They've got to rein in uh, this. And the absurdity, of course, stretches to the University of Montana campus as well. I could go off about the latest uh, Dean Stone journalism speaker, but I'll hold off on that for now because we've got uh, Daria Danley, this courageous MSU student, on the phone lines with us as well. Uh, Daria, thanks for being with us. I understand uh, you, you should be graduating this semester with a BS in biochem looking at going to medical school or, or graduate school in the future. First off, thanks for your courage, and what do you want to tell folks across Montana? <laughs> well, thank you for having me, first off. But I just kind of want to – the whole point of why I filed this and decided to take a stand against it was just because I was very, very tired of conservative students being silenced in universities. And – it was also just a bit of a, excuse me, um, just a moral thing because a majority of what was brought up against me was not true and taken incredibly out of context. And I don't think I should have been punished for it or for having concerns about someone who was taking advantage of the sisterhood, who was making me and other sisters feel uncomfortable. I don't, it was very hard for me to understand why this person was granted so many liberties and I was not. And I, I just wanted to make a difference for future students, not, at, not just in Montana, but nationwide. How do you describe what happened to you? <laughs> awful. <laughs> it, was, it was very awful. Um, very unfair. I, no university should force a student to be homeless and feel so scared that they have to drive through the night 
um, across three states to get home to their family. It was very one-sided. They had no intention of listening to me at all, aside from my gracious attorney here. You're really the first one to want to listen to my side and actually try to understand it as opposed to just saying that I was wrong and I need to be re-educated. Yeah, if you don't bow down and kiss the ring of this radical LGBTQ agenda, uh, they they want to prosecute you. They want to silence you. They want to intimidate you. They want to pressure you. It sounds like that's what, what you faced at MSU. Oh, yes, absolutely. I was pressured quite a bit by the Office of Institutional Equity and basically never really had a voice. They kept saying, this is mutual. Um, it's supposed to benefit both of you. It did not. Um, I was very. I was pressured to meet with certain people, not being able. They would not take no for an answer, and many, many times they tried to put words in my mouth and get me to admit to things that were not true. So basically, if you don't play the gender pronoun game, uh, they they want to force you to play the game. They want to force you to violate your free speech rights and and violate your deeply held beliefs. Yes, absolutely. And. And then face harassment, uh, to be harassed by somebody, whether they're straight or LGBTQ or not. Why, why, why should it matter, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it shouldn't matter. And the second that I brought up a concern to the leaders in the sorority, I was slapped with hate speech. And then it was brought some, through another route, it was brought to the university when if this was um, a man, they would have taken all actions to protect me as opposed to the harasser. But if it's somebody from the LGBTQ community, no, they will defend the harasser and attack the victim, uh, slap the victim with penalties. Yeah, truly outrageous on a number of fronts. Uh, well, Daria Danley, uh, it's a great honor to catch up with you. Matthew Monfortin as well. Stand by. I want to come back to you after this break since the time went by so quickly here. Get some final thoughts uh, uh, from you. And then after that, we've got uh, John Mackart in the house. We'll talk classy bass. Or go to selectquote.com now. That's one. 800-452-5050. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, you know, uh, uh, talking here with Daria Danley, the MSU student who was discriminated against uh, by the campus and this Office of Institutional Equity. Is that? Yeah, the Office of Institutional Equity. If you ask me, it sounds like it's the discrimination office, discriminating against Christian students, discriminating against conservative students. Or, heck, even if you're not a Christian or a conservative and you just understand basic biology and basic common sense, they'll discriminate against you here to force you into saying what they think that you have to say. But anyway, I was, I was uh, uh, talking about this. You know, uh, John Mackhart, the general manager of KCGM Radio, is, is in the house with us. And we're going to talk sports on a fun note here in just a second. But, you know, I made the point that, you know, there's some people out there that, oh, well, as, as long as the Bobcats are winning, who cares what nonsense is going on? Same thing, I, I you know, well, as long as the Grizz are winning the football games, who cares about the other nonsense going on on campus? Sometimes I get the feeling that that's 
how some people out there uh, feel. Uh, anyway, I want to get some final thoughts. Again, thanks to Daria Danley for sharing her courageous story with us. Her attorney, Matthew Monforton, thanks for stepping up uh, 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 to take on this fight as well. Any final thoughts from you? And I know I want to get both of you, both of you back on the show to talk about this in more depth uh, down the road as well. Well, thanks, Aaron. I, I, I want to leave you with uh, the, a comment that MSU made um, to the press a few days ago that, that lets you know that this is not over. That, and they said, and I quote, MSU stands by its policies and procedures and the work of the MSU Office of Institutional Equity for its careful attention to this case. What, what they're saying in plain English is this is going to keep going on. They, they knew they had to capitulate because... Darius stood her ground, and she had a solid case. But we, we, they've discriminated against students before. I was involved in the case a few years ago where we got a $120,000 judgment against them. Uh, they, they've now tried to do this to Daria. They're going to do it again. They've made it clear in their statement that uh, other students are going to get harassed uh, until, until state government, our governor, and our legislature steps up to the plate and, and bring some oversight on these people. And that previous case was outrageous as well. So a student went to their professor in private and expressed concerns about another student in a private meeting with the, with the professor, and the university pub, uh, punished the student for complaining about a, a transgender student in a private... It's not like this student raised their hand in the classroom and said, hey, this transgender student is, is blah, blah, blah. They didn't publicly attack them or anything. They went and expressed concerns in a private meeting and they got punished for that exactly and and the meeting by under the school rules was supposed to be private and confidential and they didn't care they they used that to, to not only punish him they expelled him wow they expelled him and that, that that's what these students are facing nowadays and and for for him and, and for daria to to come forward and stand their ground I, it's just it just it's tremendous courage um, and unfortunately, there's a lot of other students that, that are afraid, and, and under, understandably so. And that's why our leaders need to take action so that our, the students don't need to face this kind of fear day in and day out. That's right. Well, thanks for taking that fight on, Matthew Monforton. Greatly appreciate your time this morning. And, yeah, uh, that news just broke this week, so we wanted to get you on the show this week. But uh, but we'll we'll have to talk about this in much more depth uh, down the road as well. But thanks for your, uh, your time this morning uh, here for a quick conversation. Uh, John Mackhart is the uh, general manager of KCGM Radio. In fact, you ran into our friend Mark Wilson in the hallway. I did. And Mark had a funny line. He said, okay, so you're the, the general manager in SCOBY, so that also means you do this and you do that and you do about 15 other things. And I, oh, threw, yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, and he's a crop duster, too. <laughs> you kind of yeah. got to do it all in small town uh, Montana. Yeah, small town America is kind of like that. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, careers come together to make one. Yeah, but you were listening in on this conversation, and, and we're going to have fun talking sports and, and lighten things up here in just a second. But you had a, a brilliant observation during the break when listening, because I, I made the point that, oh, well, if, as long as the Bobcats are winning, who cares if they're discriminating against students, right? Right. And, and you had a great observation about the Romans. Yeah, I'm kind of a history geek. You know, the ancient Romans, uh, tyrannical as they were in their governing, you know, they said, give them bread and circus and you can control the masses. It's all about distraction. 
And we all love sports, but don't yeah. let sports distract you from some of these things that are going that are going on. Yeah, you got to pay attention to the civic side of life too. Sports are great. I love sports. Everybody loves sports, but uh, there's civic responsibility as well. Yeah. So, well, speaking of sports, let's have some fun. So you're actually in Billings, uh, the Class C state basketball yeah. tournament underway at the Metra. Uh, Scobie's not there this year, but they'll be back. You said. I think they're going to be back. Yeah, they got they, they got some good things coming. You know, we had our our spotlight years and. 2020 and 2021 and that's the way things cycle especially i think in the class c level somebody else steps up with a great team and they make it state and uh, of course when you're in their conference or in your neighborhood we want to support them all and uh, we're proud of these kids that are here from from luster right now and 21 girls and north country girls and the fairview boys also here yeah i i was hoping to catch up with arlen call uh who retired out of the border patrol out of plentywood he's yeah. a scoby native originally his daughter's playing for the plentywood girls right. so so uh there's no way we're breaking him free uh you know he takes all of his uh, calls from the tower the tower will tell him when he gets to leave the yeah. family activity or not so <laughs> right right but uh, he's been doing some sports broadcasting too so he knows how to put the headset on and uh and talk to you that's right yeah he and and jim at and Scobie were uh, were uh, doing a lot of the games. Uh, in Plentywood, uh, yeah. yeah. In Plentywood, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I got Scobie in front of me and now. Uh, yeah, Luster Christian, though. Uh, they've got an incredible uh, basketball team this year. They they had a big upset uh, against Big Sandy, yeah. uh, but they are playing later this morning for the consolation. Yeah, they're going to play uh, Lone Peak, which interestingly enough, and I don't know a lot about Lone Peak, but they're a new school between Bozeman and Big Sky. It is also their first trip to state too, I believe. I don't don't quote me on that, but I think it's their first trip. So they're playing at eleven o'clock at Metra. Uh, in lose route action, they're both vying to get into the consolation game. There's still hardware available in third place, so you know when you have your eyes set on the championship and you don't get that, you really have to get those kids retooled. You got to forget about last night, and you got to get uh, geared up to to win and get back into the consolation and get the third place trophy. Well, I've got a, a great story about Luster Christian School that I want to share, and yeah, they've they've done great things on the court, but this is a story off the court. I'll yeah. share that here in just a few minutes. Yeah. Because I know we only got a, a quick few minutes with you before you head to the Metra for the tournament games. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for our friend George Blackard, who says, Luster, Montana, where is Luster, Montana? And he's traveled the state <laughs> yeah. with the American Legion. You really got to be going to Luster, Montana to go to Luster, Montana. Yeah, well, that speaks mostly of Northeast Montana, but especially Luster. They're, they're kind of triangulated between uh, Wolf Point, Scobie, and Glasgow. And, you know, there's no easy road there, but it's a great community down there. Uh, the, the academy, you know, they have the exchange students that come in from all over the world. It's a very interesting setup and a great bunch of kids down there. Yeah, I think they have they have one kid playing from Taiwan, yeah. some from the Caribbean, mm-hmm. uh, African countries. Yeah. It's really a well-regarded a Christian school that's literally like practically in the middle of nowhere. I mean, yeah. I, I grew up as a kid in Valley County, Montana, and I can count on one hand the number of times that I went to to right. Luster as a little kid. I think once was for the spelling bee. Yeah, and you know, so some of these kids here come. Uh, like I, th- I believe there's one. Uh, this is a fantastic soccer player, but in the countries they're in, they still have these lockdowns. The sports are not taking place, and their parents want to get them out where they can experience life growing up, and they send them to Luster. And I believe Luster was maxed out with applications. 
Yeah, because they live in dormitories yeah. on the campus, and it's a uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's you know we think of like the the Christian schools in Billings or or, or elsewhere across the state, and yeah, yeah, kids that live in town they'll they'll get a lot of international students like uh, Billings Christian, for example, has right. had a really good basketball team once again. Yeah, also, and so uh, in fact, I saw our friend Jenna McKinney. Yeah, you know the Mackard kids were all big dunkers at Scobie High School. Then now Jenna's son Boaz dunking the ball for Billings. Christian. It's that was like, a great Holy dunk. Cow, yeah. We got some jumpers around here. Yeah, yeah. It's all in the training. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So Luster, Luster, Montana. They got the big uh, Schmeckfest coming up. Yeah. Lee Almer sent me a nice note out of KVCK Radio south of you in Wolf Point, and uh, so Schmeckfest is coming up uh, pretty soon, right around the corner as well. Yeah, I, I don't have the date in my head, but I, I think it's the end of the month here. Does it the weekend of the twenty fourth, twenty fifth? Yeah. Yep. March twenty fourth. It's the fifty eighth annual German Festival of Tasting, the Schmeckfest. Uh, so I, I'm going to see if I can figure out a way to to make it up there for that one this year yeah bake sale entertainment german smorgasbord and more how are things back in scoby well you know we're, we're still looking for more moisture from an agricultural standpoint uh you know we, we had some last fall had some snow not not as much as they've had down here so uh you know i think uh, we've seen worse we've seen better you know we're always the next year uh next year will be better kind of an attitude with uh, agriculture but uh can't complain but uh i think we'd still like to see some more moisture in the spring yeah yeah so uh, so southern uh southern and c- central montana's getting more of it than you guys have been getting yeah it's been skirting to the south of us most of the winter yeah well you saw that i know we've got about a minute to go before our break and i know you got to run to get up to the metro for the basketball games uh i'll share the luster christian story here in just a second anything you want to share with i'll hang out for that yet you'll hang out for that okay well let me see so uh this is a really cool uh really cool story uh so uh again lee almer with kvck radio shared this with me uh it was a facebook post and where did i put it i was going to get to it after the break here oh here we go uh great story about a great program uh brooke taves holzrichter shared this on facebook yesterday so proud of our coach who leads our boys team both on the court and off the court uh anyway so you know you think about it when when a lot of these small town montana teams travel to the bigger montana towns uh yeah yeah john so a typical trip to Billings, if you're coming for the state tournament, is you go to the Olive Garden or you go to, you know, the, the mall or you right. go to Shields, right. right? Well, this coach and these young men made a different trip yeah. to an area nursing home right. and to an, assist, to an assisted living facility to see some of the Luster, Montana faithful, former Luster residents. Yeah. What a cool story. That, that's the testament to the character they're developing there. It's, it's, a, it's a good school, good program, good kids down there. Yeah. Well, I'll share, I'll share the, uh, the story here in uh, Brooks' own words because, uh, yeah, I shared it on Facebook as well. But, uh, but we'll share that story with you here right after this. And then uh, more with John Mackhart plus Bonnie Simon from KATQ and Plentywood joining us uh, in the second half as well. He is not squishy, and he is definitely not a journalist. He is Dan Bongino, and you can hear him each weekday, 10 to 1, on News Talk 103.3 and AM 970. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. As the Commodity Classic continues here in Orlando, Florida this weekend, I was able to catch up with Nicole Berg. She's the president of the National Association of Wheat Growers from Washington State. And she said several issues have impacted the nation's wheat farmers, but Russia's war in Ukraine has caused quite a lot of disruptions for the supply chain and wheat markets. 
Oh, it impacted us because we were on a roller coaster with wheat prices, limit up, limit down. Then you get into the input side of fertilizers, you know, just going tripling um, in input costs, fertilizer, fuel, all that. It's been amazing what a conflict like that can do to the wheat industry and how we, we truly are a global market, but it really magnified the fact we're a global market. In the Farm Bill is on the minds of all commodity groups here in Orlando. Nicole Berg shared more of the wheat growers' priorities for the legislation. Some of our priorities are crop insurance. We also want to see the reference price increased. We um, talk about voluntary incentive-based programs. We like to keep them voluntary incentive-based. We don't want to see um, conservation attached to crop insurance. Crop protection products. First time forever that I've been around farm policy that the protection of crop protection products is in our top ten. That's Nicole Berg, the outgoing president of the National Association of Wheat Growers, just the second woman to ever serve in that position. I'm Lane Nordlund. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks. With Aaron Flint. Yeah, this is great. Three great Northeast Montana radio stations all playing a role in today's show, as always. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk with Bonnie Simon, KATQ Radio in Plentywood here in just a few minutes. Uh, they've got their big farm expo right around the corner. And of course, the Plentywood girls are in the Class C tournament right now as we speak. Uh, yeah, John Mackhart, uh, the general manager of KCGM Radio out of Scobie. Yeah, you, you saw this story I on did. Facebook here. Yeah. Was by Brooke Taves Holes Richter. So, so the the Luster Christian coach, Coach Reddig, Mr. Randy Reddig. Here, here's what Brooke writes for those who hadn't seen this. Mr. Randy Reddig, Luster's coach. One thing he did with the time in Billings for the state basketball tournament, he took the team to a large assisted living nursing home to visit a number of former Luster residents. One was Dennis Taves from the Luster class of 1966. Though never a basketball player himself, he has been an avid, enthusiastic fan of every Luster team since. What a huge honor this loving gesture was to Dennis, their faithful volunteer statistician and over-the-top cheerleader. We can only imagine his joy at having this special team come to pay him a personal visit. They They also visited Bob Baker and many others. Hats off and huge way to Coach Reddick and the rest of Luster's leadership circle for truly being not only basketball coaches, but life coaches as well. It's no exaggeration to say they have won before the first tip-off. Absolutely, and that shows great character. And Bob Baker, one of the uh, basketball greats out of Luster. Oh, okay. Past. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah, but that's that's so great, small-town Montana there as well, because, yeah, you know, if you live in northeast Montana and, you know, as you, as you age, you might have to, to move to a Billings for health care or for a senior living facility. Right. And so for these young basketball players and their team to go, especially such a great team that they've got this year to go check yeah. in on their, 
Their yeah. alumni is, is great. That was great. That was a great thing they did. And uh, if you watched Luster yesterday, I just want to you know stand in defense of them a bit. Um, and nothing against Big Sandy. They, they have a very powerful team. But when we talk about state runs in basketball, it doesn't always happen the first year. You know, you get a team that's knocking on the door. They just inch out at Divisional like Luster did last year. Had a great team last year, too. Just didn't quite get over the hump at Divisional. Now you get the team the state, and you you know you play in small gyms in northeast Montana, and then you come to Billings to the Metro. It's big. It's easy to get nerves, and I think that's what I saw yesterday with the yeah, Luster cause boys. Because it, it, it was kind of a, a lot of people were expecting that. Hey, Luster's got the chance to win a state championship, yeah. and then they fell a big upset to Big Sandy. But you said Big Sandy's got a good team too. Oh, they but, do. But what this may be is, hey, this is their first shot at state. Exactly. And that's that can happen. Where hey, yeah, you've got the ability to take it all, but anything can happen at tournament time. Yeah, I talked to Rocky Erickson about that after the game yesterday, and that's uh, that's what I saw. A little tight on offense, a little tight on defense. We didn't see the best game individually from anyone, or we didn't see the best game as a team, offense or defense. Just a little out of sync. And, you know, they play that same game over now, having a game under their belt. I'll, I'll predict a lot, or I would predict a lot, you know, better outcome for Luster. But, hey, you, you get the kids motivated. You've got your eyes now on the third-place trophy, that hardware, and you keep moving forward. And, and that's a trophy that's never been brought home before. No. That they got the chance exactly. to still bring home. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm hoping I can come sit with you here when that game uh, tips off at 11 o'clock this 11 morning. 11 o'clock, yeah. All right. Uh, well, before you run uh, up to the Metro for the games, you know, uh, Brooke talked about not just basketball coach but life coaches as well. Speaking of life coaching, uh, you're going to be attending a personal mastery weekend seminar that's coming up uh, March 24th and 25th in Billings. Yeah, we're helping to host this in Billings. I've been to it three times over the years as far back as 2006. Been involved with this kind of thing since the 80s. And, you know, if you, if you want more out of life, you want better relationships, you want better financial setting, you want just uh, what do you want that's more, better, and different, you have to do something about it. We train our bodies for things, but you got to train your mind. Too. And this is a phenomenal weekend seminar, uh, great results out of it, and uh, we're, we're two weeks out, so don't hesitate to get in on this before it fills up. Uh, you can call 1-800-577-5447 and talk to Tracy, she's with the company, uh, Clemmer and Associates, and I mentioned Brian Clemmer was a West Point graduate, he's the one that founded this. Um, well, go to Clemmer.com, K-L-E-M-M-E-R, slash forward slash pm perfect and you, you said you took this goal um, 15 or so years ago and so many people say i wish i had done this sooner in life but it's never too late either no uh, to, to try it all right john mackart great to see you i'll see you in about a about an hour and 15 minutes here we'll for tip off i appreciate it thanks, all right Eric, thanks for having I'll me bring the popcorn. Thanks, hey thanks for what you do for uh, all the small communities in montana your show is so important it connects us with the state um, we often get overlooked in the small towns and the small radio stations but your show being statewide helps keep us all uh, connected in a much better way. And as you know, not everybody agrees with you all the time. Hey, that, but that's all right. It's yeah. okay to disagree. Yeah, I, I, exactly. But but you're <laughs> that's but, part of the fun. But what you do is very important. So we appreciate you. Uh, and uh, just want to give you a shout well, out. You're too kind. Thank you very much, and thanks to everybody at KCGM. Yeah, you know, I, I remember when people would refer to Northeast Montana as their forgotten corner, and we will never forget Northeast Montana around here. Speaking of Northeast Montana, we've talked about KVCK and Wolf Point. We've talked about KCGM and SCOBY. Great to be joined now by Bonnie Simon with KATQ in Plentywood. Bonnie, how you doing? Well, good morning, Aaron. We're doing great. We're expecting a little bit of snow today, but we're prepared and uh, 
we're doing awesome. Well, I know. I know basketball tournament time is a busy time for you as well, especially with how uh, how well the uh, the girls have been doing in Plentywood all all season long. So thanks for taking some precious time out for us. Oh, you're just welcome. Right, right now, I'd just like to extend a big thank you to Rocky Erickson for stepping up to the plate and helping us out for tournament. As you know, or as you've probably heard, our our dear coach, or not dear coach, dear sports broadcaster Jim Nilsson is currently uh, in a battle with cancer, and so we've had some great radio stations just step up and help us out during this whole tournament season, and I'd like to thank each one of them. Yeah, I, I love seeing the photos of, of Jim and Arlen call, calling some of the games, and uh, yeah, Rocky, just uh, what a good friend, what a class act, one of the best there is, so so folks are going to enjoy hear, hearing him call the game, uh, uh, the game as well. Uh, right around the corner you've got the big katq farm expo yep the big one's coming in another week and we are excited we're ready to go and and waiting to meet new exhibitors and and see our old friends the exhibitors and and just you know it's been a long winter so it's going to be nice to see people out and enjoying uh, what we have to offer that's right. You know, when we think about all of the wealth that comes out of the ground, you know, we think of, you know, the bigger towns, the the Missoulas, the Bozemans, the Billings, and, you know, we, we understand the size of the economy there because of the sheer number of people that are there. But really, our wealth comes from the ground, farming, ranching, mining, uh, oil and gas, and, God, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars of infrastructure in northeastern Montana that we've seen reinvested in in recent years. So that shows the strength of of the, the or, or the importance of our economy in Northeast Montana. Definitely, definitely. The, the producers there are backbone. That's right. Yeah, but, but what you had to say too about you know this is a chance for people to come together. We saw that in in Glendive for the Gate Show too, where it's like, hey, it's neighbors meeting neighbors. Oh, and we appreciate our exhibitors. You know, a lot of our new exhibitors come to us by word of mouth. Uh, people that maybe have been to the Minot Ag Show, the the Gate Show, the Mate Show, um, they'll recommend you need to try out Plentywood. Check out Plentywood. It's got a good a good solid show. It's or, well organized, and and we appreciate that word of mouth, uh, letting these new exhibitors that we're here. And so we have exhibitors coming from Saskatchewan. Uh, we have one coming from the east coast of Canada. I think Toronto, maybe or Montreal. I can't remember. Oh wow! Uh, of course. Minot, or I shouldn't say Minot, North Dakota, and of course, our, our Montana. Yeah, local base. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, uh, thankfully, Bonnie Simon was also listening in as we were chatting with uh, with John out of Scobie. She was listening in from Plentywood as well and got a chance to hear that luster Christian school story that we were talking about. And uh, Bonnie's got another great story about luster uh, Christian schools. So we'll, uh, we'll want to get to that here uh, as well. First, uh, Bonnie Simon, KATQ Radio, the Farm Expo right around the corner. What are the dates on that again so that people can be sure to uh, put it on their calendar? schedule a road trip and uh are you still taking exhibitors or or are the exhibits all set now 
I think the exhibits are all set now. Um, the doors open at 9 a.m. This year we're trying something different. We've always had it on a Friday and Saturday for the, almost the 40 years that it's been in existence. But we had exhibitors ask us to move the dates to the weekday so they could be home on a weekend, and we fully understand that. So it is this coming Thursday and Friday, March 16th and 17th, 9 to 5, out at the Sheridan County Civic Center. And, of course, uh, Knights of Columbus, We'll be selling lunch. And then we have something a little unique. It's the Angel Project. Um, they help people in need in the community, and they sell homemade pies out there. And they have ladies that come come out of the woodwork with homemade pies, and so that's a big thing out there. Um, apparently, farmers love homemade pies. So <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's but, always but a big, all the proceeds, big prominent all feature. The go back into the, yeah, all the proceeds go back into the community to help those in need with propane or groceries or whatever. It's kind of like the Wolf Point Stampede. You go get the Catholic Burgers, and they're having their 100th uh, later this summer. And when you're at the KTQ Farm Expo, you go get the homemade pies. Uh, there's there's always <laughs> that go. one food item that you got to get at each of these there events. We were uh, we were talking too about how Luster Christian School they have this big uh, Schmeckfest, 58th annual German Festival of Tasting, German Smorgasbord and more that's coming up uh, later this month. It's their big fundraiser. Uh, you, you know, we were sharing this story about Luster Christian and how the team went to go to meet some of the uh, the uh, local Luster alumni. Uh, at the uh, you know assisted living facilities in Billings uh, before the tournament action kicked off last night, what a great story! Uh, but you were telling me there's another great uh, Luster Christian story that caught your eye recently. Oh, I was so impressed. In fact, it brought me to tears as the as the Luster uh, Lions finished their game before tournament. Of course, the kids are jumping all over. They're excited. They're celebrating, and then the kids just started to come together in the center of the gym. And adults started to come out from the from the, the stands, and they laid hands on the kids and started praying for them. And uh, the kids were participating, and that well, that was caught on video. And I was just so impressed with the teachers and the, the observers and the fans and the kids. I thought that was one of a very unique ending to a game. Yeah. And, and especially with kids from all over the world that are playing on that team, Taiwan, the Caribbean, Africa. I mean, imagine the stories they're telling in their native tongue uh, to their friends and family back home. Right. Well, you know, we have an impression that the younger generation are a little out there and, you know, they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. But then you see this come together and, and you, you, you know you have faith in our younger generation. It, it was very touching. One of my favorite callers into Montana Talks when we open up the phone lines is a lady named Frances in Big Fork, but she's a Plentywood native. So if 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 uh, Frances in Big Fork was to ask you, hey, what what all's been going on in in Plentywood? What what all's what, you know? What's what's the new things that people are talking about? Or you know, uh, how much has Plentywood changed, or is it still the same great town? What would you tell Frances in Big Fork? I would say, come back and visit. We miss you. <laughs> You know, there's nothing like a small a small hometown to come back to. Of course, we've got our our problems every once in a while, but we've got great things. I mean, uh, we have a Wildcat Booster Club that works to, to create funds for the kids at school and, and different things they need. And, of course, last week was their shrimp boil, and uh, they raised $40,000. Uh, 
Wow. To, uh, for, yes, for, for, I think they're going to buy different pieces of equipment and stuff. I don't know exactly. But, I mean, that's an awesome way for a community to come together and show support for your school. You've got events in Billings, Montana that can't even raise $40,000 sometime in the largest uh, city in the state, and you did that in Plentywood, Montana. Hey, I was just thinking, uh, last time I was in Plentywood, we, we were talking with the young lady that's trying to renovate and restore the old train station. How's that coming along? You know, I haven't heard much about it. I was going to give her a call the other day and, and ask her how it was coming. We haven't. It really hasn't been any news items or anything about it, so I don't know how that's coming. But she was wanting to raise money so uh, the train station could be preserved and taken care of. There's a lot of history there. I'm, that's a good reminder, and I need to call her and find out. Yeah, well, yeah, well keep us posted because, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, great to get a chance to hear about that. I think that was last fall when we were doing our, our hometown handshake uh, tour ac- across the state. Uh, well, Bonnie, Simon, great to catch up with you as always. And, you know, you talk about uh, planning a trip back home, and I'm trying to think when Fran- – Francis will probably tell me next uh, uh, next time she calls in. The la- I think she's been there. I think in the last couple of years she might have made it home uh, to Plentywood. But for those who are thinking of planning a trip back home – Farm Expo, great time to do it. Definitely, definitely. Glad to see you all out there next week. All right. Bonnie, Simon, thanks for your time. Uh, Great to catch up with you. Yeah, thanks so much uh, for calling into the show. Thanks for all you do at KATQ. I'm ready for some basketball, so I'm going to go catch up with our friend John Mackhart and uh, take in some of the hoops here in about... uh, well, one hour. So hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the tournaments or anything else you got going on uh, this weekend.